know if you need any like help finding people to like for sure talk to so. for sure yeah yeah you can go ahead whenever cool so um just talking about uh like my story yeah so like you know the the i did this with like another uh, person the other day and i was just kind of asking her like you know why like why why did you even come up with this and like yeah. you know what's the story like why Ooh. why kindred yeah. why studio yeah. why dance you yeah, know yeah. stuff like that like what are your pillars of why's yeah oh it's so interesting because i think that like so um it, it was so weird because there's a lot of different reasons why I would say I started Kindred. Um, like, the first uh, reason, and uh, so Kindred started back in uh, Waterloo in 2013. And um, when I was in Waterloo, uh, I moved there, um, like, by myself, like, and even though it's 45 minutes away, it was still pretty scary for mm-hmm. me. Um, and uh yeah basically i didn't know anyone uh, like none of my friends were like out there and i didn't really make friends till like my second and third year but uh particularly my first year um i lived in a house filled with uh guys that all knew each other from fourth year or from first year rather and uh they were now fourth years and i was the first year who moved in <laughs> and it was off campus so it was like about like a 30 minute walk from like campus oh, um so it's just like super isolated in like my first year and then on top of that like just like not knowing anyone <laughs> and so for me it was just like like one it was super like scary like honestly uh, i was super lonely um and uh it was just yeah, it just felt very, like, lost and just, you know, yeah, just kind of discouraged that I didn't really have anyone around. And um, and so bringing that towards, like, kindred. Uh, so kindred means one's family or relations. And um, at the time, I was, like, asked to be, like, the captain of the dance team. And I had to really think, okay, if I'm going to do this, I want to make it, like, one, I want, the, like, the team to have some sort of purpose. Um, and I also wanted to like sound cool. So I didn't want to be like, oh yeah, let's call ourselves like friends crew or like family team. Or whatever. <clears throat> and so, um, when I was really looking at, okay, like what the purpose of Kindred is going to be, it brought me back to like my first year of university where I was just like, man, I wish I had like people that would be my friends and families. Cause like, you know, you know, being isolated and feeling like you're alone is like a really like like sucky feeling um and so the concept of kindred um almost kind of stemmed from i don't want anyone to kind of feel like that and i want to create something where people can feel like they belong and Mm -hmm. can feel like um you know that they're welcome and that like that we can be like family um and so that's kind of like the big why of like you know i started kindred um like the name and the and like the the concept and what it really is um so after uh we did that with the dance team um it was really cool when uh so do you want me to expand on just like just everything yeah or, go for it yeah go for it. Okay, go nuts. Cool. yeah so now that we have like kind of like the concept of what kinder culture is um applying it to like when we were first like a dance team um the first version or the first vision of Kindred was it to be um, the University of Waterloo's uh, ouch team or dance team 
Um, and that was supposed to be like the legacy. That was supposed to be like, nice, I created something and it's gonna last like forever. Um, but uh, it was really cool because when we competed, like we did really well uh, in our first competition um, in 2013, we actually won. I was there. Uh, yeah. yeah, for Ouch, right? <laughs> yeah, it was like yeah, crazy. Yeah. And that yeah. to me was like so weird because that was the first time I ever like ran a team. Um, that was the first time I've ever really put my choreography out there. Um, yeah, I, was, it's, I still find that so weird that like we were just super fortunate that happened to us. Um, but at the same time, there was um, a typhoon happening in the Philippines, Typhoon Haiyan. Mm-hmm. Um, and that kind of just like really hit me pretty hard because I, I, like, like, I'm Filipino. Like, I had family who were affected by that. Um, and so it was crazy just seeing the different comparisons of just like, cool, we started this thing called Kinder Culture and we won this competition and we're just like in this position where it's just like, you know, so good and we're celebrating. But literally in the exact same time across the world, there is Typhoon Haiyan that's destroying like houses and, uh, you know, uh, killing people. And um, it was just, to me, it was just like such a huge contrast and it really opened up my eyes that like, yeah, there's so much going on in the world. Um, and so what we did was uh, we, were, we ran a fundraiser because we we're now in a position where people are like, oh, we've heard of like kindred culture. Uh, we want to uh, learn from like some of the choreographers, which has happened to me, like me and my friend Joffrey. Um, and I was like, OK, cool. We'll uh, we'll run a free workshop if we raise enough money um, or if we raise whatever our goal is uh, to donate to Typhoon Haiyan. Uh, and that was actually in partnership with, uh, or not in partnership, but the donation was going to World Vision. Um, so uh, our goal was like $1,000 uh, at first. And we're like, okay, if we raise $1,000, we'll teach a free workshop. Um, and some people heard about it, um, like my friend Kang, who was running Alias at the time. He was like, cool, I wanna be a part of that. And I was like, sick, like if you wanna be a part of it, we're gonna up the up the goal then. Like if you're gonna like come in, then you know, you got our fundraise as well. So we raised it up to 2000. Um, and uh, we actually hit that goal, which was like awesome. Uh, and it was like matched by like the government. So like the total that was like raised was like 4,000 something, which was like amazing. Um, and then we ran that free workshop, had people come out, um, but it really sparked the idea that, okay, Maybe we can be more than just a dance team. And maybe like the the next version of Kindred is isn't just a dance team. Maybe we can start doing like more fundraisers or more events. Um so in twenty fourteen, uh we decided to start doing more events and we're like, okay, cool. You know, we're not just a dance team anymore. We're like running these different workshops. Uh we did one for um like like most of them were connected to um uh, a social cause. Um and so uh, like one we did was for this uh, student that was going to uh, Madagascar uh, to learn about um, or support some of the projects happening there. So we did a like sim- similar format where we're like, okay, we'll do uh, a workshop, but the proceeds are going to go towards like the social cause and all that kind of stuff. Um, so we did that for like another year and we're like, okay, cool. This is awesome. We're still performing. We're still competing. We're still doing well. And now we're running these events. Um, and then that's kind of where I was just like, nice, okay, maybe this is like what Kindred's gonna be about, and this is kind of like the final version of like whatever Kindred's gonna be. Um, and then the following year, uh, we found that like, okay, no, I think we we need to do some more stuff because one of the issues that we were finding was there wasn't a lot of solid like quality um, 
well not quality there there wasn't a lot of events or uh, competitions in particular that were really catering towards the students and really like supporting the students um like the student dancers uh and so the more that we were involved in the dance community uh running the smaller events we're like man these people are awesome and these people are great like they deserve to have like a like a like a higher like a better like competition or a, a competition that um you know is just like really like like caters to their needs and what they want um and so in 2015 this is like now the, like this is like the third year of kindred now um we decided that like okay let's run our first like competition which was like the academy mm-hmm. um at that time as well like i was like also already thinking like okay i think this is not just like a casual kind of thing like one there was just like a whole bunch of money starting to go through my account i'm just like well that looks fishy <laughs> so so um <laughs> 2015 was uh, when I first registered it as a sole proprietorship. Mm. Um, so that's kind of when it was already kind of making that transition to being like, okay, I think this is somewhat of a business <laughs> kind of like thing. Um, and yeah, so 2015, um, like our kind of the why we started doing the competition was because, um, you know, we just started meeting with all these amazing people and we just wanted to like serve them in a better way um, and give them something that you know that they deserve um and so yeah we ran the academy um it was crazy and uh we brought down like it was crazy we, we spent a lot of money on running <laughs> the academy now that i think about it uh it was our first like actual like big event um it's still good yeah, yeah we, i just wanted to make sure it was, it was running yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah so it was like our first like actual big event and i remember uh, we actually like we lost like over like a thousand dollars like and i was just like dang luckily luckily we've like we won enough competitions and stuff that we had like prize money and stuff so like we didn't like lose like it didn't come out of like anyone's like pocket really um it kind of just came from like the kindred like kindred kind of pot pocket rather um but yeah we brought down like sora yang we brought down like scott forsyth and like like seeing how much they cost now i'm just like dang like yeah it was it was a crazy event uh we oh we had um this youtuber called that guy that that dude mcfly uh-huh. uh i don't know if you've heard I, I have, I have, yeah, yeah i was just like yo we spent a lot of money yeah. like bringing these people in and all that kind of stuff um but yeah it was a great like it was a, a great show we had um eight teams come out um but yeah no that was the first time we were like okay i think this is like starting to become like a business at the same time um uh, sorry like this is a long story yeah, right? yeah, <laughs> yeah that's fine. so at the same time i was like uh about to graduate and i was just like well i can't come to like waterloo to take class anymore um so i was like like i'm still pretty intimidated from taking classes in like really like top industry like studios or just like studios where it's just like with like really good like Mm -hmm. like people that have that kind of like uh standard of just like the kind of dancer you should be um so i remember um that summer i was just like oh shoot i don't know where i'm gonna dance anymore uh because i was dancing at like this uw hip-hop um and so i was just like okay what if i started something in mississauga because i was moving back to mississauga already um and um so i started uh the next 
thing, which was called the Kindred Dance Club. Mm-hmm. So that was in 2015 as well. We we're like, okay, well, I guess we're now starting to like step into like programs and all that kind of stuff. Um, and so going back to like, you know, why did I start doing like programs in Mississauga? Uh, one is because it came back to the people. It was just like, well, when I look at my own dance journey, I was like, it's so expensive to drive down and like travel to Toronto, and it's pretty intimidating to be honest. Um, and two, I was like, there's like nothing in Mississauga right now. So um, I found that like I wasn't the only person who felt like that. And so I kind of talked to a few people, and they're just like, hey, would you guys be down if we started doing like programs in Mississauga? And people were like, yeah, we'd be down. Um, so we started the Kindred Dance Club in 2015, um, and it was crazy. It was like. 12 classes for like 20 bucks um which is like dirt yeah it's like insanely cheap it's yeah. insanely cheap <clears throat> like 20 bucks is like a class at like some studios yeah like, yeah, right? yeah so it's just like crazy how um yeah so that was kind of like our very first program that was just like okay now we're doing events and programs um at the same year we also got asked to like keep running ouch which is um like another competition that we kind of took over um but like the students were like oh yeah like can you guys just keep running it and we we're like okay <laughs> so 2015 was the first like year where we were um like we ran now we're running like bigger events like we're running uh the academy and also ouch um and then uh throughout the like our throughout the month we would run uh, the kindred dance club so now we're starting to like get into this format of just like okay we're an actual thing and we have like actual stuff going on um after 2015 i graduated and i moved back to mississauga um and 2016 i moved back and i freaked out and i was just like oh god i don't know what i'm doing with my life and i was just like i was like really struggling to like okay what like what am i doing and one of the things i knew i wanted to do was like i want to dance (laughs) yeah uh and so this is where i kind of made that decision to um so the kindred dance club uh, i would say that is one of our more community programs where again the core of it is just to like like one is to provide affordable dance programs or affordable yeah dance classes the other is to um engage with uh, or give uh people opportunities to share their craft and to teach and all that kind of stuff and we're very open with that like we don't ask like industry professionals like we we were very open that um these are for people who want experience teaching or who've never taught before um and uh yeah so it's like for me it that was more of just like a community program um 2016 i was just like okay i want to make a program that's gonna like one be financially stable um and is gonna kind of take us to that next level of just like okay how serious do you want to take like this business and how serious do you want to see this thing happen um, and two, I wanted to like really up the training of dancers in Mississauga. Uh, and so 2016 is when I started uh, the training team, uh, which was a program that uh, I was training people um, so that we would perform. Uh, but also just, uh, again, I was just fortunate enough to have uh, a certain level of dance experience that made it appropriate for me to like train people. Um, so yeah, 2016 uh, was the first time we started doing um, a program where on top of like training people we also like made sure that like it was a little bit more um, sustainable in terms of pricing so I think we were charging like 50 bucks and we had like three rehearsals a week which is like still really cheap mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> when you 50 bucks a month <clears throat> yeah you, that's pretty cheap it's like it's really cheap um, and that's 
But the other cool part about it was it wasn't just a training in dance. Uh, we also made it a priority to volunteer because I think that like, you know, dance is amazing and dance is awesome. But uh, similar to everything that we've done before, like from ACAD to our fundraisers, that like there has to be more than just the dance. And so we made a priority to just volunteer each month. Um, and it was really cool because that's where we really started seeing people step up. We really started seeing like people um, like like their whole character development kind of change. Um, and so like as much as like the reasoning behind us starting it was to like bring Kindred to that next level to train people. Um, it was also to invest in people and like really kind of like, no, I wouldn't really say like, well, I, I guess it is kind of a mentorship. Um, but also just like kind of, you know, get them connected to like causes in the world that we can support um, as simple as just like, you know, volunteering um, and as complicated as sometimes raising money for a disaster across like the, the globe or um, and so, yeah, so the kindred training team uh, was super special because it combined it like it combined a dance in, um, I guess, dance in guess helping the world mm. i don't know um but yeah it was kind of interesting how that kind of evolved because the more we kind of did that we're still running kindred dance club we're still running our events um so even if you look at it from a business perspective you can kind of see us scaling in a in a pretty like cool way um so this is now again we're in 2016 um uh, this year as well as when also i found out that like gateway so we were running our programs out of this community center called gateway and uh, we found out that uh, it was going to get completely shut down at the end of the year. And uh, I found that out at around, like, March. And so uh, they kind of told us we had, like, realistically, it was like at any time we could get kicked out. But they were like, it's most likely going to be in July. And then it was like most likely going to be in September. And then it was most <laughs> likely, yeah, so. They just kept getting dragged Yeah, on. just yeah. kept getting dragged on. <clears throat> um, so... Um, I kind of saw that as like, okay, well, we have this space right now. Um, let's try to maximize it. So when they told us that they're going to get shut down, they, they kind of stopped charging us rent because they were like, well, we want to support you guys and we want to help you out with developing something. And so I kind of took that and I was just like, okay, let's start creating. Let's just start doing stuff. And this is where we got really creative where that year, like we just started doing a whole bunch of stuff. Like we started doing drop-ins, um, that year as well, we started this thing called uh, Kindred Community Intensive. So that's where we would, instead of like dancers from Mississauga and GTA driving down to Toronto, we actually hired people from Toronto to come down and we're like, okay, we're gonna make this affordable for everyone, but I, like people need to pay uh, to have these people come, come down and teach. Um, and it was really cool because we started to develop this actual community of people that were just like, yeah, this is awesome that this is here. Uh, this They saw a lot of value in kind of what we're doing, not just in the dance, but um, just the way we kind of support our community as well. Um, and that year I found that like, that Kindred already kind of grew to something bigger than myself. Like it was already something that was just like, hey, Kindred is no longer just like a Nathan thing. It's something that a lot of people like, feel like they're a part of and a lot of people feel that they uh it was for some of them it was just like this was the first place i like i felt like i actually belonged somewhere um and to me that was powerful because when i go back all the way back to 2013 to that like kid that was like you know half an hour away from like everyone like feeling so lonely and then to be in this position where people are like i feel like i belong here i feel like i was like there's a lot of times where i got super emotional about it because <laughs> 
you see over the years how we've evolved, but we haven't changed. Mm-hmm. Like, we haven't changed in our purpose. We haven't changed in, like, um, like our core identity. Um, so anyways, 2016 was a big year because um, we were getting kicked out. And we were in a position where we're like, okay, should we stop this? <laughs> like, should we just, like, not do this anymore? Or should we try to, like, keep this going? So the community center um, shut down. And, um, yeah, we, were, we fought really hard to find a place. And then 2017, um, we opened up our studio. And, uh, again, going back to, like, the why is because we found that we know people, like, one, people needed a place to go. I think a lot of times we forget how like important like safe spaces are or places just to like hang out are. Um, the more we get to know people, the more we see that like you know people are going through real stuff, and um, like I know for myself like and for Kindred that like we want to be this like this 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 beacon for people that like you know what you can come here, this is home for you like whatever you're going through like we're here to support you. Um, that like we wanted this place to be like a really positive place for people um and having a physical building for that was like is really helpful in accomplishing that goal um so yeah we opened up this space and like the biggest reason why is because again we found that the like we just want to like serve people in like a, a pretty like loving and drastic way um but also we found that like you know people like still needed us and people still needed um like a place to call like home and a place that they can like go to um and so yeah so now like 2017 we've been running like um all these different like programs and stuff and we're still figuring stuff out but yeah that kind of takes us to like 2018 and i feel like we're just going through like a whole bunch of like motions and different changes of like uh i think the biggest challenge that we're going through now is how do we keep our identity without um without losing the place <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's kind of, I feel like, the buildup of, like, why we opened up the place. That's a long story. <laughs> I think about it, I'm just like, dang. <clears throat> but I think it's all pretty relevant because I think it, like, it ties in together really well because, again, I still don't think that we've changed from our, our main purpose of, like, you know, making sure people belong and making yeah. sure that people know that, like, you're not alone and yeah. that you have people that support you. Mm-hmm. So yeah, sorry. Yeah. That was, that was yeah, that's okay. Interview <clears throat> done. Yeah. No, I'm just going to. Um, yeah, thanks. So, yeah, one thing I wanted to ask was, like, you know, um, what is, like, let's say, like, someone came up to you and was, like, hey, I want to start something. Yeah. Right? Like, what, what would you tell them? Like, you know, would you be really real with them being, like, there's going to be a lot of shit you got to go through? Yeah, right. (laughs) Um, you know, or, you know, how would you even go about that? Like, you know, telling someone like that. Yeah, so, um. Like, what is your two cents on, on that? I'm a, like, I'm a big advocate for people living with purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, and this, okay, some people are going to say this is bad advice. I think it's good advice. <laughs> but uh, one thing that, so my, uh, like, I'm a big advocate for purpose. I'm also a big advocate for mentors. So um, you'll find people who, like, or, like you would call your mentors to give you actual advice. Um, but uh, one of my mentors told me that, uh always pursue purpose and money will follow a lot of times people put that backwards like oh i want to like like chase money and then try to find purpose in whatever i'm doing and i'm fortunate enough that like you know i get to like talk to a lot of like 
a lot of young people, a lot of people working in different careers and stuff. And a lot of them fell into that trap of just like, even myself, when I got my first job, I was just like, oh man, I need to like get my life together. I need to make money like right away. Um, but yeah, I think that like, you know, whenever you're, you want to start something that like you really have to figure out what the purpose of it is. And because if you don't know what your purpose, you're like, whatever you're starting is going to fail really quick. And mm-hmm. that's kind of me just being honest. The only reason why I've been able to kind of like go through some of the harsh realities and get through some of the hard times is because I've really understood and held on to what my purpose is. So um, first is find a purpose. And uh, I think digging in a little bit deeper is like really really find out what your values are (laughs) Mm -hmm. because um yeah a lot of times people think they know what their purpose is but then they don't really like it's not real like sometimes people think that like oh yeah my purpose i don't know let's say okay in terms of like finding out your values i think that like sometimes we live to like like when we think about purpose it's like super like broad or super just like yeah i just want to help people like <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I it's think not that, really genuine yeah and, stuff like that, and yeah. I, I think that like you know like really narrow in to like okay if you want to help people what does that look like in your life and then start identifying okay like what skills and what like what are things that you're actually really good at <laughs> uh to kind of help you get back to like okay if you, if you want to help people in that kind of way um so yeah like be real with like yourself um like be real with what your talents and what you're like what you're like what you're good at and also know what you're bad at the more you like the the faster you identify that kind of stuff and the faster you can kind of admit to that stuff um i think the 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 easier it is to kind of like work through it and then get to that next stage of whatever you're trying to start or develop um but yeah, anyways, I think that the the main thing is just like, you know, do it with purpose, find purpose in whatever you're starting and whatever you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that will take you like farther than anything. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Sick, sick answer. Yeah. You should do a TED talk. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Boom. Headed. <laughs> yeah. Ted You should. Um, uh, yeah. No worries, no worries. So, um, yeah, look up Bob Goff. Like, look up any of his like podcasts or whatever. I, got, I was fortunate enough to hear him speak live. And that was only a few months ago. And I was just like, yo, this guy, <laughs> game changer. Um, and so there's like a couple things. Uh, like one thing that I found super inspiring from him. Uh, he kind of told us this like story of how he runs his company. So he runs his company. And at the end of the year, he completely, he closes the books. He shuts down the company. <laughs> so like he hires people. He's like, this is only going to be for a year. Uh, we're going to do a bunch of like cool work. And then we're gonna shut it down. And so at the end of that year, uh, they shut they shut it down. They close everything, and then they just talk, and they're just like, "Well, none of us have jobs anymore. So do we want to try doing this again, or do we not?" Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, one okay, and this is something I mentioned before when um, you know when I had my like you know when I was going through that anxiety stuff, and my dad told me like you have to be okay to walk away from stuff. Um, I think that uh, it's super contradicting to what a lot of people say, especially when it comes to like, you know, pursuing your goals, pursuing your like whatever you want to do. And I'm again, I'm a huge advocate and believer that like, yes, we need to chase our goals. We need to be full in. We have to go 100 um, percent. 
but we also have to be willing to walk away. Uh, I think that like a lot of times I consume myself in my work and I consume myself in Kindred to be like, Kindred, like Kindred has to work. I'm already this invested in it. I'm already like, um, I put in all this energy and effort. Um, like it has to, it has to work. And we get caught into this lie that like, what like whatever we're working on now is our be all end all. Um, and bringing it back to kind of Bob Goff, like I, I like the the concept and the like the lesson behind that is that like you know it's okay to like you know evaluate and like talk like you know again be real with yourself mm-hmm. like no do I want to do this or not uh, like honestly like I'm at a position now like even with Kindred where you know I'm asking myself like okay what am I doing here and that's not a bad question to ask I think that like we we sometimes we we you know we stray away from it and because uh, I think sometimes we might be like scared that we might not know the answer yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> and like that's the thing I think our one of our biggest fears just like in life is the uncertain and uh, it's it's even more scary when you thought you knew what you're doing and then you're invested this much in and then you're at a point where like I don't know <laughs> yeah yeah like oh man I watched this one movie last night and it was super oh so funny because I went to like I went to church yesterday and I got nothing from it I went down to the retreat and like the retreat was good but I knew that there's still something missing and I watched this dumb movie and it was so there's like parts of it where I'm just like oh like <laughs> so it's uh, the movie's called The Haulers mm-hmm. yeah The Haulers and basically um about a family um, oh, this is super spoiler the mom has like a, is going has to have like a surgery or something in her brain because she has a brain tumor and her uh, her son comes home um, and he just kind of gets reconnected with the family there's this one scene where the dad is like struggling and he's he's you know his business is about to go under so he starts working at a liquor shop and he's like he's like 60 something and he has his business but he has no money and he has to pay all these medical bills right and so they're sitting down, they're drinking a beer together, and he was like saying how like it's terrifying. And he was like and the, he was talking to his son and he was saying, Yeah, it's terrifying. And the son was just like, Don't worry, like mom's gonna be okay, like things are gonna be alright. And he was saying, I was like, I'm not worried, I'm not that's not terrifying. What's terrifying is knowing this far into your life that you should have done something different. To me that hit me so much because I was really? just like I was just like, holy, because he's in, like, in the context of his life, he's like, he ran this business for, um, like, years of his life, like, for, like, yeah, like, he gave, like, all, most of his life, he's like, I think he, in the movie, he's like 60-something, and uh, it was going bankrupt, and he had no money, there was also scenes where he went to the bank and he couldn't get a loan, and his wife is dying, and, um, you know, and this goes back to... You know, always just reevaluating. Like, hey, what am I? Why am I doing this? And not being caught up in that kind of scenario. That's mm-hmm. one of my fears too. Like, I'm gonna be like, like sixty something, and be like, <laughs> I made the biggest mistake, and I used the best time of, of my life to do something that, like, because it, it even comes down to like sometimes you have to just think like, are you even happy anymore? Because mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm also a big advocate. Like, you know, happiness is important. Um. So yeah. So in terms of just like going through like those motions mm-hmm. um yeah you know this is also the part of like mentorship where find people that you can actually like you know really talk to about this kind of stuff and that you value their opinion um because when we get so invested in whatever we're doing our 
like our vision gets clouded and our decisions get clouded um, not just in business but in our life we're just like okay is this a time where I should step back or is this not a time for, or is this a time for me to hustle mm-hmm. to really like push um, that is such a like <laughs> it's so hard sometimes to make those calls to be like okay this failed I need to move on with my life or I need to like rally I need to kind of do and that's where again you need people who know you you need people that kind of understand your situation to kind of also you know speak into your life in that kind of way um, but it's something that like you know like a big reason why I have this like tatted on my arm it's not just even like a, a biblical thing um, it's something that always reminds me that you know what there's always something new out there for me to do and there's always like and again this this may sound like super irresponsible and I hope like you don't think that like oh I'm just gonna move on to whatever the newest and best <laughs> thing is but it, it's to understand that my life goes beyond whatever is happening now and today and whatever that looks like in your like business and your whatever your situation is just know that like you know it's okay to fail <laughs> mm-hmm. it's okay to walk away from things it's okay to um, cut things out of your life that's not you know growing you as a person um, and it, it's crazy because you know sometimes people think that's super contradicting to like who I am because obviously I'm really big on inclusivity and like mm-hmm. I just told you it's like a half hour story of, like, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I've come to just like this like realization that like you know what I'm, I don't want to live in fear like I don't want to like when I was like when doing kindred I always have to like check in with myself like am I doing this out of fear or am I doing this out of like out of love or am I like out of a place that like I want to do this um yeah so does that kind of help yeah yeah no for sure I think I think it definitely helps uh you know answer the whole uh question around like like why again like you know what is what is up with this uh, kind of thing um so you give a lot of good insight there has there ever been like a um like a situation where you you didn't think you were gonna make it just like every day of my life (laughs) (laughs) um oh yeah dude what the heck like um we're going through stuff now where i'm like to be honest i'm on the fence about where i'm just like i don't know what's gonna happen like this month um, like an, an actual okay like an, a situation that I feel that um, I went through and that c- kind of came out through the other side um, I don't want to no I don't want to I don't you know what okay I'll, I'll do this one actually um, so when I was supposed to uh, like uh, do the escape room business um, I was I was all in. I was just like, you know what? I signed the papers. I'm like, I'm pretty sure I'm still connected to their bank account. Like, I have signing authority <laughs> there. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> oh man, I should really get that sorted out. <laughs> but anyways, like, I was I was all in. I helped them get like incorporated. I was like with them when we found like the room. I was with them in kind of making some of the business decisions, and uh, we found this place. Uh, we all invested like our money together. We had like I think together we had like around probably like. 15 to like eighteen thousand dollars um divided by like four people right so mm-hmm. like we all invested like and like my portion was like hella small because these guys have been working on this for like years mm-hmm. um so yeah anyways um when i yeah so we were we, i was working on this like escape room business with them and we found that like the permits and stuff were like ridiculous like 
they so first and last was about like seven thousand something, um, and the permits was about like fourteen thousand something. So that's real. We're already like three thousand in debt. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and we didn't pay for anything yet. And I told them like we need to talk about because we're talking about big money, guys. Like this isn't just like small change. Um, and so yeah, we we're at a point where I'm just like, oh, dude. Like we were like, I was still involved to the point where like we we're still trying to get our lease involved, and I was just like. I don't know what's gonna happen like if we get this lease involved then we're gonna have to come up with money like right away and we're gonna have to like really really kind of like um you know get things going like right away because like one i'm not rich and i don't have like i put like my life savings into, <laughs> into this and then all, like luckily they're working like full time so they like but even so it's still like a lot of money to be putting in yeah. because all the savings is gone already <laughs> already right and so um it got to a point where like okay if we're gonna do this we're gonna have to take out a loan and i was like okay i'm down to apply for a loan if we get the loan i'll, I'll still be in and i'll still kind of like do this with you guys um and so i applied for a loan i went to the bank and i was just like hey we want to do a loan like how do we do this uh and uh, we found out we didn't like qualify <laughs> for a loan it was almost a student loan and all this a bad debt and so we we're just in a position where like we already know like we gave our first and last already um we still had the ability to pull out of the lease yeah, because um, it didn't fully get approved because we were still in negotiations. Uh, but I was at a point where I was just like, I don't know what's like what's going to happen, right? Uh, and so I pulled up and I told them like, okay, guys, like this isn't anything personal, but like I just disagree with kind of the direction that we're kind of going and the amount of money that we're kind of spending. Um, so like I, I have to like pull out in that kind of way. Um, and reason why I wanted to kind of share that story is because, like, there's, there's obviously, like, in Kindred, I'm still at a point where I, I love doing this, and I still at a point where I find so much purpose and fulfillment in what I'm doing. Um, and going back to that, like, you know, that scale of, like, okay, do I rally or do I, like, have to pull out? For the escape room, it was, like, I need to pull out. Mm-hmm. And I had to walk away from it. And um, as much as, like, these other people, like, and, and I wasn't as invested as I am with Kindred, but at the same time, like, I was super excited. Like, I put in, like, um, like, luckily I got my money back. And then after that, this is how I know, like, it was, like, the right thing to do. Because after that, I got into this huge car accident. And then mm. I had to use all that money <laughs> to get, like, a new car, right? Yeah, yeah. So, imagine if I, was, if I was still in that business and then I got into an accident. I, like, I would have been done. Like, yeah, that was, yeah, that was sad. Yeah, so, uh, but yeah, like, I was still, like, it was hard for me to, like, pull out. Because, yeah. um, like, you know, I wanted to do it. It was exciting. It was cool. The business plan made so much more sense than Kindred. It's <laughs> like, yeah, this makes, this looks like it was going to make some money. Like, um, but yeah, no, it was like, yeah, it was hard for me to like, you know, get to the point. But I was also at the point where I'm just like, I don't know. I think I was thinking a little bit more logically because I wasn't so invested. Right. Um, but yeah, because there's been a lot of times like Kindred were like, oh yeah, we didn't know what happened and we like we overcame, but like i really want to emphasize this point that like it's okay to walk away <laughs> mm-hmm. and like that's like to me is that um you know I, the best goal in life is to live in freedom and if we're like you know, what you're 23 22 23 now yeah yeah you're, like if you're at a point where you're feeling like you're like again if you're not even like happy if you're if you're living a lot of days where you're feeling a lot of stress you really have to just evaluate just like okay like do I want to do this? Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's literally that. It's it's that simple, but also that complicated. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, yeah, I got that. Yeah, yeah right. So. Yeah, yeah. No, that's awesome for sure. It's a it's a good like 
kind of lesson and yeah. thing to always think about. Yeah. Yeah. You know what's crazy? Because, like, I'm such... I think, like, you and I are, like... I think we're just, like, creators. Yeah. Uh, where we just, like... We just, like, doing things. I didn't think that was a real thing. My mentor used to tell me that all the time. He was, like... My mentor was super honest with me. He was just, like, yeah, I'm, like, a big... I'm really good at starting things, but I'm not really good at, like, maintaining things. <laughs> so I was, like... Yeah. I'm pretty good at maintaining things, but I'm just like, no, I'm like, I'm not that good at maintaining things. But I love starting stuff. So, um, big reason when I was jumping into that escape room is because I was going through like stuff at like Kindred, and um, I was just like, I need to do something. I need to like Kindred is like getting to this point where I was just like, I was asking myself those questions like, do I do I enjoy this? Am I do I want to keep doing this? And um, I was at that point where I was just like, I don't know if I want to keep doing this, so maybe I'll just start doing other stuff. So I started doing. Um, escape room at the same time i was already thinking of starting like a charity <laughs> it was oh man it was so sick it was called like uh e3 like e3 charity and it was like i think you would have been super interested because yeah. it's it was like for engaging empowering and um educating young people right and it was just like a charity that was supposed to like do those three things but also equip people to oh equip was one of them so maybe it was like e4 but um, it was to, like, you know, help them uh, get, like, random passion projects that they'd want to do together, like, going. Because there's a bunch of people who did, like, oh, I want to do charity workshop at Kindred or I want to do, like, this event at Kindred that's going to raise money for whatever. I was just like, how cool would it be if we had, like, a, a like some sort of organization that supported that? And I'm just like, oh, my gosh. I got to this point where I, I started getting the social media for it. Um, <laughs> I started talking to my dad. I was like, dad, like, you, we need to invest in this. <laughs> you know, like... Um, I started, so that was, like, another thing I started doing. Uh, and then at the same time, I started this thing called the Good People's Movement, which mm-hmm. was supposed to be highlighting, like, local people, similar to this almost. Mm-hmm. But I was going to do it in videos. I actually did Chella, uh, and I made, like, a one-minute video. It was supposed to be something on Instagram. Because um, I'm not really a writer. I like mm-hmm. putting, like, stuff together. But, uh, yeah, so I was just like, yeah, I think this is going to be a fun project to kind of do as well. I did, like, one video, and I never did any of it again. <laughs> Um, but that was all happening kind of at like the same time. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. It's then so even going back to Bob Goff, I'm just like I appreciate his stance on just like you know being okay to be like okay, well, why why are we gonna do this? Mm-hmm. He also has this philosophy that he quits something every Thursday. Yeah, I think you told me yeah. about that one. Yeah, yeah. that yeah. one was really cool. I'm just like yeah. sick. He was hilarious. He's like, <laughs> some of you guys are in like with people. And you you gotta just you gotta quit your boyfriend. You just gotta be like it's it's Thursday and then, uh, I'm quitting you. Yeah. yeah, he's like yeah. So he's like super. I don't know. He I'll send you. I'll, I'll try to find something. I'll send it to you. Because uh, he was just super game changing. Yeah. You all that stuff. So. Yeah. No, that's interesting. It's interesting how you talk about the the whole E three E four thing because I was talking to um, this is kind of a tangent, yeah, but yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. I was talking to uh, there's this girl named Mylene at uh, she goes to UW. She's in um, and like engineering management or something like that. She started. Yeah. She has her own company called Fem and STEM, oh, which cool. which basically um looks at females in in I don't know if you know what STEM like STEM, STEM is like the engineering. It's oh, like science oh, technology yeah, yeah, engineering yeah, yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, where it's mainly, like, male-dominated, oh, right? Wow. And she was telling me about her story, saying, like, there are times where I feel, like, I feel underappreciated because I'm female, and, like, it just... Yeah. You know, there's that whole, like, talk about um, inequality, which is kind of sad, but, like, yeah. it, it's there. So me and her were talking, and we were talking about, like, creating this kind of, like, 
empowerment box yeah. for for you know youth in either first year university or like the transition when you go from like high school to university right, right? Yeah. and we we're talking about like you know what if there was something where we could give people but it, and it's in like this you know nicely packaged box and yeah. in this box is like super valuable items like and not just like any items just like not just like pens and like stress balls and stuff like yeah. that you get at orientation week yeah. but it'd be like more much more personal in a sense where it kind of teaches them about like personal growth um yeah. what they should be focusing on if they're transitioning from high school to university yeah. how to deal with like anxiety or like how to deal with like imposter syndrome yeah, stuff yeah, yeah. like that um where it really dives into like you know stuff like mental health right. growth yeah, and, yeah. and you know and we we're talking about that and we were you know we're we're still talking about it we're like man this is something we want to do and like yeah. um she was t- she's filipino she was telling hey. me how like yeah she was telling me how like i wanted to name it like Lumakai or something like that and i'm like Dang. i don't even know what that means yeah. <laughs> but she was telling me it's a word in, in tagalog like yeah. that's ha- that has to do with like growing yeah right yeah, and i yeah. was like oh that's sick yeah and um yeah, so I'm literally just going around asking people, like, you know, what is your thoughts on that? Like, yeah. what what would that look like? Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, is, is it something that you think people would want? Yeah, um, yeah, and, yeah. yeah, so we're just, like, kind of, like, talking about things yeah, like that. So it was, like, really right. interesting how you kind of brought up the um, your E3, E4 yeah, idea. I was like, oh, that's that cool. E thing was, <laughs> yeah. So I was like, yeah, I still, it's, it's crazy because, like, you know, when I, even, like, when I look at Kindred, I think, like, you know, the core of it is always, it's always the people, right? It's always investing in people, empowering people. Um, like taking the dance away from it like you know that's kind of I, I feel like my life mission is just like how can I love and serve people and help them get to whatever stage they want to be at in their lives um, but I found my family like we just have like that heart for people and um, I get a lot of that from my dad because my dad like he he, he he loves investing in people um, and it was kind of uh, the idea kind of came from um the grant that we got here called the Spark Initiative, which they were like supporting like young entrepreneurs and all that kind of stuff. Um, I was supposed to then tell you how I applied for uh, the Mrs. There's like a Mississauga grant that um, was only for like five thousand bucks, but I was apply- I applied for it, I got into the program, and then found out that it kind of sucks. <laughs> there was like okay, one there was like I thought before I applied I tried applying for it before, but it was originally it was like you have to be under thirty five between eighteen and thirty five. To apply uh, to be eligible now it's just like you just have to be older than 18 and you're eligible to apply yeah. for it um so that one was kind of like sucky because i was just like well okay now we have like you know there's like 70 80 people who are like are like in the program and stuff now all trying to apply for like five thousand bucks um so from that 70 they choose eight people um from that eight they have to pitch to like this panel and they choose six um, and I wasn't scared about like the numbers or anything, but some of the rules that they had were just like ridiculous. Like they're making it so hard for people to um, apply for it, mm-hmm. which I get because like obviously you want to filter out people who don't want to like kind of be there. But at the same time, it's five thousand bucks. Like, I like when I got the Spark Initiative grant. Like yes, it's a long progress. We got like twenty thousand dollars. I'm just like yeah, I'm gonna like go full with <laughs> yeah, yeah, go yeah. full out with that right, and so. They, like, made it mandatory you had to attend, like, this, like, um, business boot camp. They made it mandatory that you had to go to, like, two mentor sessions. Um, and then on top of that, you have to submit your business plan by October 15th. You don't know if you get it until, like, October 3rd. You don't know if you made it to, like, the top eight until October 31st. And then you pitch on November 15th or something like that. 
But at the same time, you're not allowed to work on whatever your business project is. Mm. So it's just like, so I just come up with this plan and I can't work on it at all until I know I get it, but it's also <laughs> not guaranteed that I'm going to get it. So I'm wasting my time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was like, I, I really didn't like their model of, of doing yeah. it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's where like that whole aspect of just like, oh man, it's like, I started something, I would be making so much better. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But just, yeah, yeah, because like, that's the thing. A lot of these, like a lot of people, they want to start this, these things and it's really hard enough to get over like that hump of like starting something. So then trying to get a grant where they make it even harder to like kind of get through. I'm just like, okay, you guys are doing something wrong because yeah. you're going to be, you're either going to get people who are already really good at business mm-hmm. and they're already killing it. Uh, and so yeah those are the people who are going to have their lives together uh, but if we're really trying to address the people who don't know what they're doing and find the people who have an idea and are trying to just find ways to go about it you're going to miss out on all those people because your process is ridiculous mm-hmm. um, and so yeah I don't know there's still part of me that's just like maybe I should start something here and then it gets even crazier we're just like we could have classes during the day we could use that <laughs> so that's where my mind starts going and I go crazy mm-hmm. You should take a look into starting, like, have you ever heard of ideathons? No. No, so basically what an ideathon is, is um, you, you've you heard of hackathons, right? Yeah, Same yeah, thing, yeah, right? Yeah. So hackathons is, like, you create something, yeah. but it's definitely very computer science, like, engineering, right. very focused, yeah. stuff, right? So ideathons takes kind of, like, the whole model of a hackathon, but you, you can generate it so that it's it's geared towards anyone um yes. and you can make it so that i'm just going to use kindred as an example yeah. if you had an idea thon that was like a day long or two days whatever yeah. right you get people in a room for an entire day yeah. right and the the whole goal of the idea thon is to come up with ideas yeah. for you know kindred or for yeah. whatever they want to do right yeah. and this is coming from like everybody that's here everybody yeah. from the outside or yeah. like and the go- the purpose is that you come in not knowing anything so yeah. you come up with a brand new idea yeah right yeah. so the first day is all about like idea generating you get into like teams or yeah. you can go solo whatever and you you come up with a, b- a bunch of ideas yeah those ideas get pitched to whoever mm-hmm. to i guess you or yeah, you know yeah. whoever and then i guess the second part of the idea ton would be kind of like executing it yeah. How- you build out the model you build out you know everything and it's a really quick way to spark like interest and ideas yeah, in people and like getting yeah. ideas from like oh, everyone yeah. right um and you'd be surprised to like what you can come up with right yeah. because it's, it's very on the spot yeah. and it's very like barrier free in a sense yeah. that like i can come up with anything anything, anything i wanted yeah as yeah. ambitious as i want it to be it doesn't matter yeah anything um and that really like kind of sets free like yeah, people's creativity right and just like you know uh, sky's the limit yeah exactly oh, right so like stuff true. like that i think would be pretty valuable yeah um, yeah just something to think, something to think about <laughs> yeah do it yeah next week yeah <laughs> yeah anyways yeah thank you so much nate